Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June 15th, and the talk time for talk is over. It's time to play some hockey. It's time to finally drop the puck on the Stanley Cup final. It's about time. A lot of the hype. We had media day yesterday with both teams. Uh, now it's time to get playing, and we're excited for it. This could be one of the better, more intriguing, more hyped Stanley Cup finals in recent memory. Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche. You know, as I've stated multiple occasions, it kind of feels like the old guard versus the new breed here. you got the team that's trying to hold on to their throne and keep the crown on their head for a third straight year against the team that is more than capable, in my opinion, if they keep the core together to be a champion multiple times, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning have been. So it's a great series on paper. Hopefully it delivers on the ice. We will break down game one, side totals, props, player props. We will cover it from every angle here uh, today uh, on the Ice Guys show. Looking forward to that. Alex B. Smith back with me. Of course, I'm Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. And we have another special guest today. Now, I don't know how this show is going to keep it on the tracks, the train on the tracks, if you will, with two Ians on the show. But uh, we'll do our best to do that. We welcome in Ian Miller uh, joining us here on the Ice Guys. Ian, welcome to the Ice Guys show and tell us about your uh, hockey background. Yeah, guys, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, Ian Miller, I grew up in the Metro Detroit area, so I played with Little Caesars and CompuWare growing up. Uh, Played in the North American Hockey League for the Port Huron Fighting Falcons and was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to Lake Superior State, played a handful of seasons there. Um, that That's basically where the career ended, and I started working in the automotive industry, and they legalized gambling, and I've been doing that ever since. Yeah, exactly. Like m- many of the rest of the sports yeah. uh, uh, po- population, it has been uh, an incredible like couple of years in terms of uh, legalization. Both sides of the border now in Canada, you're seeing it as well, uh, big time uh, as well. So uh, good to have you, Ian, with us. And like I say, Ian is uh, into this shit daily, just like we all are. So great guest to have to uh, help us break down game one. Alex, we haven't seen you for a while. Uh, how are things with you? And I'm sure just like uh, all of us uh, excited for a Stanley Cup final that really could be one of the better ones in recent memory, if it plays out and lives up yeah absolutely i mean yeah like i said this is this is a the two teams we've been talking about all year long uh but in different facets of course we've had colorado kind of pegged as the favorite uh wire to wire teams and tampa bay of course you you can never count them out being the the you know repeat champions uh had some adversity during the regular season they were able to fight through that didn't exactly uh run through the atlantic division but uh, they did what they needed to do in the playoffs. Andre Vasilevsky, you know, keeps his t- his reign as the best goaltender in the world. And here they are back for a third straight time in, in the cup final. So uh, it's been fun with that. Last night I had a, had a great time watching the Calder Cup uh, uh, Western Conference final. Chicago Wolves advanced uh, in that. So they're waiting to see who they're going to play uh, starting on Sunday, Father's Day, uh, in, in that series as well. So it's just been wall-to-wall hockey. Uh, this time of year, and, and you love it. It's championship hockey. This is uh, it's what we all kind of wait for from October on, and uh, here we are finally getting ready for the Stanley Cup final, which should be a, an incredible series, in my opinion. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, looking forward to it. Now, before we get to game one, we do have a couple big news items in the NHL, coaching-related news items. Two hirings have taken place uh, in the last 24 hours. Of course, the first one uh, being uh, yesterday afternoon where we found out Bruce Cassidy, uh, has been hired as the new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, just a terrific, tremendous hire and fit for that organization. I think if you're going to bring in someone like Bruce Cassidy, you bring in bring him in with a veteran group, You know, a group that's got certainly a lot of expectations. I don't think Bruce Cassidy's interested in a long-term rebuild project. 
I think at this stage of his career, I think he wanted something like Vegas could offer him. And that's a chance to immediately uh, contend for a Stanley Cup. And I think it's just a perfect fit because I think when you look at Vegas last year, you know, there are other guys that there are players that can be pushed at the defensive end. And Bruce Cassidy's very good at that. And I think you're going to end up seeing him really benefit that side of the puck. And look, I'm talking directly now to Jack Eichel. You know, I said it on Twitter. I mean, Bruce Cassidy's there now. Here's your chance to become a dominant, consistent 200-foot player, night in and night out, not just show up here and there when you want to. You know, you got to be there every night and be ready to go. Uh, and we'll see if he can uh, kickstart, too, I think, uh, Max, or sorry, uh, Mark Stone and uh, Max Pacioretty for the Vegas Golden Knights, who, you know, they had injury-riddled seasons last year. But at the same time, you know, we saw them kind of struggle to get their offense back uh, in the uh, end of the season. Uh, but Bruce Cassidy is just terrific. You're going to play with structure. You're going to play with system, uh, a good sound system. You're going to play as a 200-foot player or a two-way player. That's an emphasis uh, of his coaching going back to with the uh, Boston Bruins. And I think the players in Boston liked him, David Posternock especially. David Posternock reportedly was not at all thrilled about the decision by Boston to fire uh, Bruce Cassidy. And, of course, he's contemplating uh, his long-term future right now with that organization and possibly elsewhere now <laughs> at this point. But uh, no question, I think it's a great hire. I mean, it really is. And the Vegas Golden Knights, they needed something good, I think. They needed some positive energy, some positive vibes, something good to happen. Let's be honest, since uh, the halfway point of last year when the injuries mounted, and the struggles happened. It's been one bad thing after another uh, for this team. They've had some bad publicity with some of the decisions they've had. Mark Andre Fleury, of course, last off season, uh, their first season out of the playoffs uh, this past season. They just absolutely scuffled and stumbled and tripped up down the stretch. I mean, they had every opportunity to make the playoffs, and I still think they should have gotten in uh, over either Nashville or Dallas. You know, if they play anywhere close to up to their potential. Uh, that should have been a playoff team with the roster they had. And look, they had everybody healthy down the stretch pretty much, and they just they just couldn't get it done. They didn't get it done. They had some bad losses to San Jose's of the world, the New Jersey's of the world, and it just was too much for them to overcome. Pete DeBoer ends up paying the price for that. Uh, people were shocked that DeBoer got fired. I sure as hell wasn't. I mean, how, how many times have we seen this organization fire coaches for less? Oh, yeah, Gerard Gallant a couple of years ago. So... Uh, it didn't surprise me DeBoer was fired. And I think when they saw the opportunity to hire some of the first, we thought it was Trotz because, you know, Trotz is still out there and available. Uh, and we thought maybe the firing of DeBoer, the timing of it interesting because they know Barry Trotz is available, but maybe the plans changed. And then as soon as Boston uh, ended up letting uh, Bruce Cassidy go, that became the number one target. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, it certainly looked that way because, man, did this thing get done quickly. I mean, what was Bruce Cassidy out of a job for? Six days, a week at most? That's about it. And here he is now back in a head coaching job and well-deserved. I thought he got a raw deal in Boston. Everybody known to man thinks he got a raw deal uh, in Boston. Uh, undeserving firing, in my opinion. So great job for Bruce. Congrats to him. And great job by the Vegas Golden Knights. A great hire all around. Alex, uh, Bruce Cassidy to Vegas. It's hard to not like it at the moment. Oh, no, yeah, it's a great fit. And like you said, you know, clearly he probably didn't want to be part of a rebuild, which uh, kind of uh, sucks for us Hawks fans who were kind of hoping he might be uh, going there. But like I said, it, it, this is a, a positive fit, and I think this could be, you know, something long-term now in Vegas. Uh, and like I said, you know, maybe that can kind of change things around with, like I said, the fortunes they've had 
with you know uh, some of the free agent moves and, and different things. So it's some stability now with this franchise, you know, and the 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 expansion tag is long off of them. They are you know a perennial contender, and, and uh, you know kudos to the ownership. They do want to be a team that that wins every year. They don't you know you, they have to go through their rebuild at some point. But it doesn't have to just be a complete teardown now with Cassidy. They can kind of just move some parts around and be like one of those another middle of the road teams, and, and maybe they'll be a better uh, team for it coming up in this next season. So I think it's a good, great hire for them for sure. Uh, like I said, now these other teams are still going to have to scramble and uh, kind of back to square one because, like I said, Cassidy wasn't really a free agent that long. So, uh, you know, all the teams, like I said, still making their moves and, and, and trying to sign guys and get stuff ready uh, before the draft and everything else. Yeah, it really makes uh, Neely and Sweeney there in Boston look even more foolish for doing what they yeah, did. I mean, absolutely. this guy didn't even this guy didn't even last a week on the free agent market, you know. So it tells you how well coveted and well sought out he was uh, to be a head coach, and maybe the mistake Boston made uh, canning him the way they did. Uh, my fellow Ian Miller, uh, what do you think here? No, I think that couldn't be a better fit. And now Jack Eichel is going to have a summer where he's actually healthy, can be ready to go next season. Um, and you got a you got a team that's ready to win with a coach that's won before, so I think it's a great fit. Yeah, there's no question. I think it is a good fit indeed. Uh, it's a great day for a hockey game. I mean, that's one of the best comments I've seen all day. It is definitely rich. Uh, we're all excited for it. And uh, look at our our friend Ray Bryce in the chat. Good to see you, Ray. Uh, counting on you for tonight, Alex. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need some draw. We need some draws and some next goals. And yeah, from a betcast standpoint, that's the uh, sweet spot for Alex P. Smith right there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this this looks like a good game one for it as well. I'm so glad we have the backcast tonight for this uh, first one. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. And uh, briefly, too, we'll talk about the other hiring, uh, John Tortorella uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers. That looks like it's uh, just about finalized and confirmed as well. And Kevin Weeks, great job by him. He's the one that got the scoop for both of these uh, before anybody else did. He beat out Drager. He beat out Elliot Friedman. He beat out all these so-called hockey insiders that it's always an arms race to get the story and the scoop first. Well, Kevin Weeks beat all your asses, so take that. So, <laughs> poor, poor TSN, poor Sportsnet. None of their insiders got this shit before uh, Kevin Weeks did. But look, Tortorella is Tortorella is going to be what he was in many other of his previous stops. What you can expect is an immediate turnaround. I think immediate success because that's what he's done everywhere. Like there's that immediate bump. There's that immediate spike where when he joins a team as the head coach, they improve. They get better right away. They have a good first year. We saw it in Columbus most recently when he was there. You know, they they had a good first year, and the first couple of years were like a honeymoon with John Tortorella. It was great. He got them to be better. He got them to commit defensively, be a better team at that end of the ice. And, boy, does he have a fuck ton of work to do with this Flyers team to make them better defensively. Maybe get a goaltender. That would be nice as well. Although Carter Hart still got the potential. Uh, I'm still going to hold out hope he can uh, continue to build up a pretty solid career for himself in the NHL. But certainly Martin Jones was not – uh, necessarily the answer is the uh, backup but you know nevertheless they got question marks they've got to shore up this blue line they've got to make it a tougher team to play against they've got to make it a better defensive team more structure just way too many times you saw uh, turnovers and rush chances allowed by the flyers john tortorella will help fix that he is a good fit here too because defense is his name is his nick calling and, and you look at this flyers team a shit show defensively uh, especially last year. So uh, it's a good fit in that way, but it's going to be your typical, you know, John Tortorella here. He's going to have a nice first year, and I have no doubt there'll be a bet on team next year. I think there's going to be reasons to bet on this Flyers team because we've seen the track record of Torts. 
first year, immediate improvement. He's got the player's ear. He's got their attention. Wake the fuck up. Do certain things better, especially at the defensive end. Uh, but then, as we always see with torts, once you get into year three, you have a little success, and then maybe you have a little downturn. That's when the message starts to get stale. And when a, a guy like torts is just so, you know, on top of the players all the time, like he's very, very demanding. And, and eventually the message just grows stale. He, he gets tuned out. And that's when you see, obviously, you know, things go in the other direction and usually he gets fired not long after that. That has been the repeated history uh, of John Tortorella as a head coach in this league. So it's to me, it's a good short term hire. There's no question because you're going to see improvement. I think you're going to see better uh, defensively uh, defensive uh, efforts from this team on a nightly basis. But it's a short shelf life with Torts. It always has been uh, in the uh, other places he's been, the other stops he's been as a head coach. So, you know, it'd be a good first couple of years. I think they'll have success. They'll make the playoffs. They might even make a deep run uh, in the next couple of years, but then things will go in the other direction. Things will start to fall apart. They'll start to struggle again. And then they get tuned out because of this, this, the same loud, boisterous, demanding, you know, kind of speeches you get from a guy like John Tortorella. And at some point the players just tune that out. And that's usually when things go south and Torts ends up now looking for his next job. So that's been the, uh, uh, the repeated pattern, you're probably going to see something similar. But I will say this, short-term, good move for the Flyers because he will come in and fix what they desperately need fixing the most, and that's the defensive end of the ice for sure. Alex, towards to Philly, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they needed a defensive coach. I, I thought Trotz would have probably been the better fit. But Tortorella will be a, a good fit. Like I said, short-term, there will be some value to bet on them early in the year. And, you know, you look at the trade market, one of the you know guys who's open to a trade right now is Anaheim's John Gibson. Uh, and he's, you know, obviously been one of the better goalies when he's had a good defense in front of him. That being said, he's a, a, a Pennsylvania guy. He grew up in Pittsburgh. Maybe, you know, swap Carter Hart for, for John Gibson. That could be something we could possibly see on the rise. I think Carter Hart could use a change of scenery, and uh, so could Gibson, to be honest. So maybe that's something we see on the way. I haven't heard anything of that, but that just kind of crossed my mind once I heard of the Tortorella signing and also hearing that Gibson's open to being uh, being traded. But they're going to need to shore up things defensively. I don't think it's going to be that quick of a turnaround, though, uh, for Philly like it was for Columbus and some of the other stops with Tortorella. I think they, he has a lot to do. And if they could just even be you know competitive enough to maybe compete and be in the wild card race late, I think that would be a positive sign. But I don't expect them to be right back in the playoffs, even with the decline of some teams that I do expect in the East. I think they're still going to struggle a little bit later on, but there will be some bet on spots in them, especially uh, because of how bad they were last year. They're going to most likely be underdog uh, often in the first couple of months. So it's definitely something I have circled uh, down the road. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Great call by Ray. Yeah. Cam Atkinson. He cannot dodge torts. That's absolutely true. Of course, played for uh, Tortorella in Columbus and now Cam Atkinson here in Philly and he's reunited. Reunited and it feels so good. Well, we'll find out uh, with the uh, with Torts and Cam Atkinson here in Philly. Uh, but yeah, when you look at the blue line, I think Ivan Provorov is going to benefit from uh, Torts too because this is a guy that also took a step back last year. There's no question about that. When two years ago, he was looking like, man, this guy's going to be a cornerstone pillar defenseman for a long time for the Flyers. I think he'll benefit. They've this. They're high on this Ronnie Attard. Uh, guy uh, on the blue line. He's just young, but he's going to get more responsibility. I, I don't like Ristolainen. I got to be honest. He takes too many bonehead penalties for my liking. Uh, I just don't like that part of his game. Sanheim's capable, but you know he can take it an, another level and step up. 
you know, and how are you going to, can Ryan Ellis come back and be healthy? I mean, this guy has been absolutely crippled by injuries the last couple of years. And keep in mind with the Flyers defensive struggles last year, don't forget it was limited to less than 30 games for them last year before season ending back surgery. Sean Couturier, you know, who's just an absolutely phenomenal two-way player. I mean, he's good offensively. He's even better defensively. You talk about a guy that absolutely plays 200 feet of the ice. That's Sean Couturier. So, yeah, the Flyers fell off a map defensively last year. That was probably part of it as well. So there are pieces for John Tortorella to work with here and help. You know, there are pieces and players that we think can be better defensive players. Provorov, we'll see what Ronnie Attard does for them. We think Sandheim's capable. We know they're going to get Couturier back. He's expected to be ready for training camp. So that's going to help. But at the same time, just the overall team structure they play with has to be better. Uh, it's not just the individual players, and I think the coaching of Tortson will help that. And if you don't block a shot for him, you're not going to play. I mean, he insists, he demands you should block the fucking shots uh, because if you don't do that, uh, you're not going to end up getting as much ice time. Uh, Andrew McGinnis is now with us. Andrew, we were talking just to start the show before we get into game one, the coaching hires the last 24 hours, Cassidy in Vegas, Torts in Philly. Uh, what do you think of those two hires? Yeah, guys, good to see you. Uh, I did a podcast with uh, our man Jimmy yesterday, actually, about the uh, the uh, firing of Cassidy. And then, of course, an hour after we're done the podcast, he gets hired somewhere else. Would have been nice to know that. Yeah, the couldn't they have announced it two hours earlier? Like, oh, geez, that's <laughs> brutal timing. Yeah, geez, yeah. would have been nice it. to talk about his new spot he landed in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I shared the exact same thoughts really that Jimmy said were, look, I mean, first of all, Cassidy is just a scapegoat. Plain and simple. That's what he is. Teams like the Bruins, very similar franchises to like Toronto and Montreal, they don't like to rebuild. Their fan bases are so strong. They make so much money. They don't like to rebuild. But so what are they doing the past couple of years? Making the first round and then bust, right? So instead of hitting that reset button, building a little bit and trying to make the second and third round, they're fine with that extra bit of money from the first round. They're fine with giving their fan base a little taste of the playoffs. And that's it. Now you've got McAvoy, injury reserve, Mar Marshawn, recovering, Grizzly, recovering, Bergeron, who knows if he's going to play next year. Pasternak, not really too happy with the situation. To me, it's a real, real shit show and a blessing in disguise for Bruce Cassidy, a coach I think is a good coach and I, I think will do very well in Vegas. Torts, I, I don't want to spend too much time on him. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll tell you what. It could be a good fit for Philadelphia to buckle down defensively and not be as much of a nonstop over team as we all know they they are. So uh, look forward to, uh, you know, four months from now, seeing what kind of a total team they are. Can they turn into a better defensive team? Yeah, exactly. It will have like short term torts will, torts will help. They'll be better in the short term. But as we always see with torts, the message gets stale after a while. You know, when you're that demanding and you're you're really hard on certain players and the, the team in general, you know, people tune it out at eventually and that message gets, you know, lost. Uh, and that's usually when uh, things start to go south. But torts Just in the short Pierre term. Luc Dubois. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the short term, though, he's always going to get, I think, improvement from teams. He's done that everywhere. Immediately, there's been a bump. Immediately, there's been improvement, like Columbus and previous places he's coached. So I expect that here in Philly as well. Uh, Ian, what do you, what did you think of the Torts hire? Again, I think that one's perfect as well. There's no better team for a John Tortorella system than the Flyers. They'll have a, a good identity to start the season. And then I, I might be way behind, but isn't Johnny Hockey still rumored to – make his way to Philly. 
I know free agency is a couple weeks out, and that's would be uh, rumored. Good. We'll see, though. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a good fit for him as well. I think uh, Line A did well under um, Torch, so yeah, it'd be a good fit. Yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, like I say, Couturier, having Couturier back is going to help. There's no make no mistake about it. That will absolutely help this team. I, I think when uh, the new season begins. All right, let's get to some Stanley Cup final game one analysis. I can't wait. I'm excited. The betcast, by the way, is tonight, eight o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time for game one. Uh, make sure you DM or email me bobano350 at gmail.com or DM on Twitter if you want to join the betcast. I'll send you the link. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, game one. Hopefully, I mean, if it's anything like the last game one that we did a betcast for involving the Colorado Avalanche when it was that 8-6 game against Edmonton uh, in the Western Conference Final, where we absolutely cleaned up on the betcast that night, cleaned up with the live bets. I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was one live bet winner after another. You know, that was when we had uh, Ray and his Ray Bryce and his buddy were on the betcast that night. They know it all too well. We were just, uh, sm- we were just crushing it with that game one betcast, Colorado uh, and Edmonton, uh, that 8-6 game. Uh, it was a little bit more of a grind last week when we did Rangers Lightning game four, you know, finding uh, winning uh, value during the live uh, during the game live in terms of live betting. But uh, that's what we're here for. And we'll see if we can find some more good live bets tonight. So looking forward to the betcast. Looking forward to this series, no doubt. Tampa Bay, Colorado. Game one, Colorado minus 155. Uh, home favorites here, six the total in this game. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, personnel situations, both sides. What we know about Tampa Bay is Braden Point will be back tonight. He is returning, will be in the lineup for game one. Brandon Hagel is the, the player that's a, a little bit of an uncertainty for the Lightning. He's uh, going to be a game-time decision. And I like the way Hagel played against the Rangers, actually. I thought he got better as that series went on. So if they don't have him, that, that will be uh, uh, someone they miss. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, no doubt, but obviously getting Braden Point, just one of the biggest clutch performers in the Stanley Cup playoffs the last couple of years. Getting him back is just an enormous return for them. Uh, on the Colorado side of things, looks like Andrew Cogliano is going to miss the game tonight. Samuel Gerard's season, of course, is over uh, with the uh, broken sternum that he suffered uh, earlier in the playoffs. And Nazem Kadri, we did think initially with that thumb surgery that his season was over, but uh, Jared Bednar's definitely kept the uh, door wide open for him to potentially return. You know, he's skating on his own. Uh, they say if the series goes long enough, like we go maybe five, six, seven games type of length, uh, there's a chance we see Kadri at some point, but it will not be tonight. Uh, still uh, a little ways away from returning, but we might see him uh, at some point. So as a result, Bednar is going to basically do what I kind of expected. Uh, you're going to see uh, in terms of the lineups here, uh, Ranton and Burakovsky, Lekkonen, Landeskog, Ranton and Nachushkin, the top line, that's not going to change. Comfer staying on the third line center spot, it looks like, and opting to go instead uh, with uh, Rantanen uh, on that second line center spot. I think just for more offensive punch, you know, uh, not that Comfer can't, he's shown the ability to step up offensively. But obviously, you get a little more offensive punch there with Ranton and playing that center spot. You know, as far as game one goes, I'm, I've, I've gone over it a bunch of times, so I'll just be brief here and just say I think Tampa Bay can win game one tonight. I, I think this layoff is a big deal. Uh, it's something that Tampa Bay negatively uh, dealt with against the New York Rangers. We remember game one, East Final. It was a nine-day layoff after they swept Florida. And what happened in that first game? Out of sync. Not sharp. They give up a wide-open Chris Kreider goal in the first minute. Horrible defensive breakdown. They just look totally out of sync. The long break 
uh, really negatively impacted them. And we've talked to, oh my gosh, how many players have I had the last few days that I've taught Brian Lee and go on and on and on with the guests we've had go throughout the playoffs. They've all said the long layoff. Carl Alsner said it, I remember. The long layoff, nine, day, nine days is too much. All right, you like to have four days, five days, hell, even up to seven. You know, it's a great amount of rest, but at the same time, you're not totally going to be, you know, like you're hitting the ice for the first time in ages. But nine days is totally different. You know, nine days is a lot of time to be just idle and not be on the ice for a, a game. And now you've got to ramp up to a Stanley Cup final level of speed, intensity, uh, in the, against a really, really good opponent, the two-time defending champs. It could be difficult here for Colorado. So I do like Tampa first period, plus 120, and also the full game. Uh, plus 140. I already mentioned I like Tampa game one and Colorado series combo, which is a nice generous plus 410 is what you can get with that. I do think Colorado gets stronger as this series goes on and their speed and their pace could wear out Tampa. And I said yet uh, last couple days, Colorado thinks the game at a high level. They're a five-man unit. The defense jump in and every shift in McCarr, Taves, Byram, Manson, Johnson and Johnson. You know, it doesn't matter which uh, blue liner it is. They're jumping into the play on every ship, uh, whether they're trailing, leading, or it's tied. It's a remarkable thing to watch. And the thing with Colorado is the puck movement is so quick. Like, they think fast. They move the puck fast. The players aren't stationary. That's what could open up some success against Tampa Bay. If you're too predictable against this Tampa Bay blue line, Vasilevsky's going to make the save, and the blue liner – or the Tampa Bay is going to not get allow the shot to get to the net. They're going to block the shot. You've got to open up lanes. You've got to open up seams. And Colorado is, I think, the best team in the NHL right now at doing that, which is why I think they could eventually open up success against Tampa Bay throughout this series with that kind of high-level offensive execution that they bring to the table. But I think here in game one, it's going to be difficult with the layoff, the nine days off. I think the first 20 minutes, they're at their most vulnerable. Colorado uh, with the long layoff. So that's why I'm splitting this up. Lightning first period, lightning full game. And I'm going to go with the over as well tonight uh, here. Over six, because again, if you hearken back to game one against the Rangers with Tampa, what did we see? We saw high scoring game. We saw defensive miscues, breakdowns, and it led to more goals and maybe more penalties too. You know, if Colorado maybe with the nine days off, just a little step behind, you could say the rest, the rest is good for a team like Colorado, but this is a lot of rest. This is nine days, and we saw this with Tampa. It was not good for Tampa. I'm worried it may not be good for Colorado either here in this series. So that's what I'm looking at here. Basically, it's an over first period full game split for me because I did take over one and a half as well first period, and also a Tampa uh, first period full game split as well. We'll get to the props in just a bit. Alex, what do you think here, game one and the series? Because I don't think we've had your overall series thoughts yet as well. Lightning abs. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tight series. It's to the point where I have, I have not made a, a series bet currently. I did make a bet before the conference finals that Tampa to beat Colorado. I got plus 440 on that. Uh, and that was just kind of taking a shot because, that, because I thought Colorado Tampa Bay would win the conference. And I just thought that Tampa with their momentum, uh, I actually thought the series were kind of going to flip-flop. I thought Tampa would have an easier time with L.A. Colorado might have had to, to battle a little bit longer. And, and Tampa would you know be in that rest spot. Colorado, like I said, with nine days off. And, you know, you wonder, okay, we saw this happen with Tampa Bay and their arrest in the last round. But keep in mind, this is the second time Colorado swept the team so far in the playoffs. They didn't look too rusty uh, in, in that second round series. They were able to kind of 
uh, you know, maintain expectations there as well. So if everybody's banged up, the teams could use the rest, but I think that it is a little bit too long. I'm not going to take a shot on the side right now because, like I said, we're going to be on the live betcast. One thing I did bet already is Tampa to score in the first 10 minutes at plus 170. I think, you know, they, they understand the, the the concept of taking the crowd out of, out of the game. And for them to do that, they have to score early. We've seen that happen in all these series that they've won over the last three years. What, 15, uh, 14 straight series. So in that spot, I, that's something I think is worth a bet. But like I said, Colorado, after maybe getting shaking the Cowboys off, might take a period, a period and a half, and then they could start getting rolling. So I like the over six as well, uh, getting that even money. Darcy Kemper is uh, projected to start. Yes. So now we got to wait and see. You know, is he back in the form as well? You know, he looked sharp at times, obviously, early in the series, but, you know, he's been able to liable to give up some goals. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky, I mean, just he continues to just roll hot right now, but I think he can be beat by this Colorado team. People have been pointing out his numbers the last three times he's played Colorado. You have to really throw that out in the regular season. Tampa Bay usually catches uh, when they play Colorado. It's usually at an awkward time for either one of them because of their travel spots. So I don't take too much of anything regular season with these two teams uh into serious consideration but i think we do see some goals here and i think like i said colorado will wake up will wake up during the game the tampa bay might be ready and juiced up right off off the bat by not having that much rest so i like lightning the score in the first 10 minutes plus 170 which more than likely will lead me to have the first period over two when we're on, on the live show and uh, i like the over six at minus a dollar ten all right, there we go. So that's Tampa first goal uh, to score in the first ten minutes plus one seven. That's a good price on that too, uh, and, as well. And for, for Con Smythe winners, because that's usually something I always play with. I already have Kale McCarr plus five fifty from uh, almost a month ago, and I took a shot with Andre Pilat. Uh, somebody mentioned they saw seventy five to one at DraftKings. I got sixty six to one. I mean, this guy's been just absolutely clutch. He's kind of filled the role that Brayton Point had, had had been filling the last couple of years. I think if he gets some big goals in this series, he's definitely live. I mean. Vasilevsky's already won one. Hedman's already won one. So Stamkos would possibly be the rightful leader as far as Tampa Bay because he's had big goals as, as well. But I wouldn't count Pilata. I think there's some good value there, 66-1. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Woo 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 in our chat here says, I was at the act Avs practice a couple days ago. Well, we've actually got eyes and we got an, a, 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 an eagle on, in the house there. We got someone uh, checking out, scouting the practice for us. We got uh, uh, an intrepid reporter, apparently, uh, with Kenny here, saying for whatever it's worth, those boys were flying around and looking rested and ready to go. No Kadri or Cogliano, but the abs didn't look rusty. Not saying they win tonight, but I don't think there will be much rust. I, I respect what you say, Kenny, with that. But in practice, you're not facing a, an opponent that's trying to mash your head into the glass, and you got to make you know tough decisions you know, with the puck at a moment's notice with someone right on you trying to take it from you. Those are the things where I worry about Colorado, those decision-making things, where all of a sudden you've got to make this split-second decisions and good puck management decisions in tight quarters in a split second. You know, the, the reaction time, you know what I mean? When you're off for nine days, reaction time suffers a little bit. And I think that's something you want to be worried about. I, I do want to mention one thing to keep an eye on for in this series, because I like Colorado in the series. I mentioned that. I just don't like them tonight. But I like them to come back, win the series. The New York Rangers telegraphed everything against Tampa. As that, as that series went on, it was a fake shot, and then they didn't do anything to move the puck or move the defender out of position, and basically it was, hey, puck, meet shin pads. The puck never ended up getting through to the net because the, the, the thinking thinking the game was too slow you know, for the New York Rangers. 
Watch what the Rangers did with thinking the game, making the pass, when to make the shot, when to make the pass, when to move the puck, how quickly you move the puck in the offensive zone. Watch the difference from the Rangers against Tampa last round to what you're going to see in this series against Colorado. And I guarantee you it's going to be night and day. I mean, just the, the ability to think the game at such a high rate of speed, Colorado's going to have a greater uh, ability to do that compared to New York, a much greater ability. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? A game one tonight, Lightning and Avs. Well, you know, I look at this this series, and I think that, uh, first of all, just the path pathway to, to getting here, I, I think that too many people in the media are, are saying that Tampa Bay had a tougher road, so that will benefit them. My question to them is, what the hell do you want Colorado to do other than sweeping two of the three of their matchups and only losing two games in three rounds? And people aren't giving them any credit. It doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. I mean, all I've seen on Twitter, all, and I mean, I, we can only read in the Twitter so much, as you guys know, but people saying, wow, Colorado is so overpriced. They're so overpriced. They don't know what they're going to get when they see Tampa Bay. What else do you want them to do? Sweep all three? Not lose a game the entire playoff so far? They literally have swept two opponents and then went to six with the other one. People are still talking bad about them. You know, I, I don't understand that personally. And I think I, I don't hate the their path, Colorado. The best player in the world for one team, Edmonton, yeah. and a team with a chock full of Stanley Cup experience, St. Louis, who's a tough out in the second yeah. round. Okay, Nashville, you can bitch about that a little bit. A weak sauce series there because Nashville's inconsistent. They were down to their third goalie. I get that. But, yeah, I don't want to crap all over Colorado's yeah. path to getting here too much. I mean, the contrarian opinion is that, sure, adversity was faced for Tampa Bay, but they also lost 5 nothing in game one against Toronto. They also lost two straight games at Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? So... It's not like their pathway to get here is like any more impressive, I think, just because they face adversity. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there because I think, yeah, sure, you're getting a great price on Tampa Bay, but that's not because Colorado had an easy path. It's because Colorado's been the favorites since day one of the NHL season. Uh, you know, great points there talking about uh, Colorado being ready off the get-go. Um I just really like the goals in this game and, and especially in the first period. I, I think, you know, Alex talked about these teams not seeing each other during the regular season, like the conference finals teams do, obviously being in the same conference. So when I look at this one, it's it's plain and simple. I think whether it's a, a matchup thing, whether it's, a, you know, not knowing the tendencies of the goalies or players um, you're defending, I expect goals. And I, I think the exact same kind of rant that I went on, Ian, at the end, uh, at the start of the Tampa Bay and Rangers series, hopefully comes true the exact same way here. Time off, whether it you know helps their speed even more with Colorado or it you know hurts them a little bit defensively out the gate. These teams don't know each other. There's plenty of talent out there, and uh, Vasilevsky is great. But this is obviously the most talent I think he's faced so far in the playoffs, and uh, they're going to get him moving laterally. Here's one thing I'll say about Colorado compared to a team like Toronto that's also high scoring. And I, you guys know I have my fun with Toronto, but I'm serious when I say this. Toronto doesn't score shitty goals. Colorado knows how to score garbage goals too. Ever hear of a guy named JT Comper? I mean, he scores some nice goals, 
but he'll, you know, Arturi Lekkonen. Yeah, he's not going to always score the amazing goals. Guys like that are going to, you know, put the ones in the net, put the goals in the net that aren't making the highlights every night. That, to me, is the difference with the Colorado Avalanche here. Uh, but I think Tampa Bay has the exact same thing. And both power plays are dynamite. So I like the goals in this game here, Ian. I like the first uh, first period over even better than the full game. I don't want to give the coaches time to make adjustments. Let's get two quick ones here in opening night. All right. First period over especially, which is around minus 140 or so uh, for uh, game one tonight with the Avs and the uh, uh Lightning. I'm on the uh, first period over and the full game over tonight. Uh, I said as soon as I saw game one play out the way it did with the Rangers Lightning, what was that? Two to one after the first period, and then it yeah. ended six to two. You know, the first period flew over, full game flew over the total that night. And I said, the layoff and look what kind of game we got. More of a pond hockey, more turnovers, more defensive miscues, more penalties. And I think you might see that tonight uh, as well. And certainly it sounds like Andrew thinks that as well. Uh, Ian, uh, what do you think here, game one? Um, yeah, I think the the long time off for Colorado, I'm on with you guys with the over one and a half in the first period. I like the over six as well, but I am on Tampa. Um, I think Vasilevsky's playing his best hockey right now. Tampa was rolling those last four games. So I think the rest for Colorado is definitely going to help them later on in the series. But everything you guys said was spot on. They're going to come out a little flat, I think, contrary to what Kenny Wu was saying about the practice. I think they will be a little bit flat, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I like the over. There's going to be plenty of goals tonight. All right, liking the over as well as uh, Tampa here. All right, player props. I'm going to mention, reiterate what I said yesterday about my pl- series player props. Now, these are at DraftKings, by the way, a great, and they, they, they were great with offering these series player props, the points player props in particular. I'm on three of them. I'm on both of the top two defensemen for Colorado in terms of their player, their points for the series over. Makar over 5.5, which has actually jumped up. I got it at minus 150. It's up to minus 160 now uh, at DraftKings. I still think just you know six points he can do that, uh, even against this uh, Tampa Bay team, just because he factors in so much. Uh, Devon Taves over 3.5 for Colorado at minus 180. Uh, you know, he's also been like, you look at every series, you know, the St. Louis series. He had three points there. He had a bunch in the Nashville series. He had against Edmonton in just four games, he had five points, you know, in that series. So all you need is four out of Taves. And the one I absolutely love, and I can't believe the number that was placed on this one, Andre Pallott at three and a half points, really? Mm. Are you you absolutely shitting me with that number? I mean, I know the juice was minus 180 and I laid it. You know, it's not like it's minus 110 or even money. It was minus 180, so you got to lay some juice on it. But he's absolutely, in my opinion, getting four points in this series. I mean, uh, unless this is a sweep and, and unless, you know, uh, specifically if Colorado sweeps and they're amazing defensively, which I don't expect uh, Tampa's too good for that. You know, he's getting four points at least, at least in this series, Andre Pilat. And you look at how he's turned it up as well uh, in the course of these uh, playoffs, two, one, three, one in terms of points in the last four games against the Rangers. What did he have total in that series? Two, five, Six, eight points in that series against the New York Rangers. The Florida series, okay, the Florida series was a four-game sweep. He only had three points, and three's not going to get it done here. But it was a sweep. You know, there were only four games in that series. What do you want the guy to do? Sure, he's going to have less points in that series. It only went four games. They swept Florida. So you can't make too much of a big deal of that. Uh, And then against Toronto, 
uh, in the first round. He had a great series in terms of racking up the points there, too. He had two, three, four, five uh, points uh, in that uh, series against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Five points will get it done here for Andre Palat with that series player uh, prop. Series player points prop. I mean, that's a mouthful. Holy shit. Series player points prop. There we go. Uh, yeah, it's now up to minus 200. So that it just keeps on climbing. I remember that line opened at minus 160, and I didn't even get that. I got minus 180, and it's gone even higher since I bet it. But it, it, to me, it's, it's a great bet, even at minus 200. I mean, he's getting at least four points. I'd be absolutely shocked, 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 beyond belief. Everybody. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> sounded like little johnny and i know yeah exactly yeah shots i'm, yeah, I'm saying yeah, shock yeah. but i know what you're know, getting at shots yeah <laughs> that'll be tonight by the way shots yeah uh, on the uh, bet cast i might even have a couple shots tonight which i don't often it's the stanley cup final i'm whooping it up even more tonight but... i got a new rum tonight for the bet cast i'm ready to go it's a rum oh, night nice. for well, oh very nice a little rum man there you go uh, Cuba exactly so yeah i like those three player props as far as individual game props tonight you know obviously Palat point you know even though most of the points i've been really really excited about the points props for Palat at home he's even picked it up with his production on the road i, I think he can get a point tonight and, you're, and again in terms of the individual game uh tonight uh he's probably going to be able to get a point i mean at DraftKings right now andre Palat point is minus 120 you know, that's a good price. I mean, that's a really good price, in my opinion. Uh, so I like that one quite a bit. Uh, as far as a couple other points, props that I'm interested in here tonight, Palat's the value, in my opinion, minus 120. I think Big Val for Colorado, minus 120 as well. Val Nachushkin on the top line at home can't pick up a point tonight. You know, that's definitely a, a good value as well, in my opinion. Uh, we're looking at these players that it's just we're just asking them to get one point, contribute to the scoreboard in some form. Uh, that's all it'll take, and I think Palat for Tampa and Big Val Nachushkin for Colorado uh, are really good value uh, point props. And even Taves, again, we talk about Taves. You know, McCarr obviously is expensive to get a point, as he should be. But Devon Taves, minus 135. And keep in mind how many points Tampa allowed to Ranger defensemen, you know, in the last round as well. Adam Fox had a nice series, you know, for the New York Rangers. So I think these guys, Taves, McCarr, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get their points. Uh, and if Colorado's going to find the back of the net, they're going to have a big imprint on on that uh, in terms of point production from the blue line, both Taves uh, and Kale McCarr. So those are the props that I'm really focusing in on most tonight. Uh, Alex, is there anything of the player props variety that you like here tonight for game one? No, I was kind of leaning toward maybe taking a shot with Corey Perry to get a goal. Uh, like I said, you know, Tampa, like I said, uh, Andrew, you made a good point. They got to, you know, find a way to get those garbage goals. He's been kind of that guy who can get gritty, get in front of the net, uh, and find ways to score in those dirty areas. So that's something I was kind of looking for. I was also thinking about Braden Point. It's kind of funny. The books are <laughs> have kind of adjusted to him despite him being out uh, for most of the postseason. He got minus $1.30 for him to get a point, plus 200 for him to score a goal. So there's not much value on him, but I do think he will make an impact at some point. Maybe not in game one, but at some point down the line, I will we'll kind of have him circled. Uh, to kind of get back out there and get on the score sheet. Uh, that's going to be imperative if Tampa Bay wins this series. So that's those are the two things I'm kind of looking at right now. I don't really do a whole lot with player props necessarily. Probably will do more as the series goes on, but uh, not so much for game one. I'm just kind of just focus more on the live uh, spots just within the game tonight. By the way, tonight, Kucherov over shots, too, is worth a look. I think you're going to see him get a lot uh, in terms of – I'm not as big on the shots on goal props, but uh, definitely – 
Uh, I think that's something to consider here. I love seeing the Hamilton Bulldogs love in the chat. Look at this. I mean, multiple. I see it multiple North Ender. Uh, you're going to the game. See, I'm not. You know, that's the dedication I have to the Ice Guys and the Betcast. Uh, I'm not going to Game Seven here in Hamilton tonight. And uh, it is what it is. I'll be watching though. Uh, I, I I went to Game Two. I went to Game Five. Both of them were on a Sunday afternoon. So that's good. I did my part. You know, to uh, be there and cheer on the team, and I'll be watching. Absolutely, I'm gonna have Bulldogs game on one TV. TSN is showing that, and I'll have the uh, Stanley Cup final on the other TV. So, uh, I'll be watching both. Go Bulldogs! Get this done. Get to the Memorial Cup here. Join Shawinigan, join Edmonton, and join uh, St. John there uh, in the uh, Memorial Cup next week. I hope they get it done, man. It, Windsor's been a fucking pain in our ass, though. They have been a uh, uh, a tough out, and give them credit. Uh, Andrew, uh, player props tonight. What do you like? Uh, I haven't, I'll make it clear. I haven't played anything yet, but here's kind of what I was leaning towards. Kemper over saves Corey Perry, sprinkle on a goal and, uh, Comfer sprinkle on a goal. Um, as far as the big name guys go, um, I honestly think, cause I obviously have lean towards goals here. So I think it, this would be a game where we could see Cooch and McKinnon go over on their shots on goal. And then as the series progresses, we'll see them kind of be a little bit tighter, uh, and the shots on goal spread out. So I think if you like uh, favorites, you know, as far as the big name guys go, I mean, it uh, could be a good night to take those. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably going to sprinkle on Corey Perry to score a goal here for sure. And I think JT Comper might be worth a, a look as well. And by the way, averaging double digit shots on goal in the home games here in the playoffs lately, Nathan McKinnon. I mean, that's unbelievable shit. I mean, averaging double digit shots like the last six or so home playoff games. So even though it's four and a half, even though it's juiced, you might even be w wanting to take a look at that over there with Nate McKinnon's shots on goal, especially, you know, he's going to be fl probably flying tonight and has been off for a while. So uh, you could see that and, ma and make an early, try to make an early statement here. We'll have to uh, see, but uh, definitely uh, four and a half for a re juiced for a reason. And it still might be low based on the incredible shot output for uh, Nathan McKinnon here at home uh, in the playoffs. Ian, what are the props that uh, you like? Yep, so I do think sloppy defense early on, but I got Vasilevsky over 32 and a half, even money. Um, piggybacking off what you just said, I got I got Corey Perry anytime point at plus 160. I think this being his third finals in a row, he wants this one. I yep. know he got one early in his career, but he's going to come out. I think he's going to be a difference maker, especially with Kadri out, his depth versus uh, Colorado's depth. And then um, other one, Kalorn, he's had a – average pedestrian playoffs you could say um anytime point for plus 135 i think he's going to look to change that tonight so that's what i have so far definitely listen to you guys i'm going to be putting a few more in though right now i like the Kalorn uh th thought because look it's against the grain a little bit because he's been a little bit stagnant quiet if you will offensively throughout these uh, stanley cup playoffs like they've gotten here in spite of a lack of offensive contribution consistently here from uh, alex Kalorn. and in fact you look at it uh, he has gone one, two, it's hard to believe because he is a good player, but he has gone uh, 11 straight games here in the playoffs with no points. That is really, really shocking uh, to me, and especially considering this isn't some guy that's getting just, you know, 10 or 12 minutes a night. You know, he's playing a second line role, top six role here for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And it looks like he will be once again tonight. So uh, it is stunning. He's gone that many games in a row without collecting a point. So uh, it's that quote-unquote do factor that Ian Miller is going with here uh, with the uh, 
uh, prop there for Alex Kalorn to uh, get a point here in this game. I like the thought on Perry. I probably will end up on uh, looking at Perry, uh, Corey Perry in some form tonight, goal or point, because he the dam's going to exp- burst, and I think the floodgates could open for him at some point. How many chances did he have against the Rangers You know, in the Eastern Conference final? He had a bunch, and you know he's going to be in Darcy Kemper's office and kitchen uh, throughout the series. That's the style of game he plays. Uh, so you know he's going to probably have the opportunity uh, to be able to find the uh, back of the net here uh, in this series. Great stuff. Uh, Ian Miller, our special guest, Alex P. Smith, Andrew McGinnis. We are ready for game one. We hope you are. We hope you're ready for the BetCast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Join us for that. Uh, send a DM to me on Twitter or email bobano350 at gmail.com, and we'll make sure we send you the link for the BetCast tonight. Game one of the Stanley Cup final. We're doing four of these BetCasts, by the way, throughout the Stanley Cup final. Uh, tonight for Game 1, we'll be here for Monday, next next Monday night for Game 3, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, next Wednesday uh, for Game 4, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, my fellow Hamiltonian, by the way, who was on a, uh, on the, as a guest earlier in the playoffs, uh, Matt Carey is confirmed, by the way, for the BetCast that night, uh, Game 4 uh, next week. And then we'll have one for a Game 7, uh, if there is one, uh, on Tuesday, June the 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I, 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 I shied away from scheduling any weekend bet casts. The summertime, people are going out places and barbecues and cottage trips and all this shit. You know, that's the time you may not want to be cooped up inside doing a bet cast, right, on a summer weekend. So that's why I, when I schedule it, you know, do Mondays, do Tuesdays, do Wednesdays, and and try to keep it to that. So uh, good stuff. We're looking forward to the BetCast tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern for Game 1, so make sure uh, you join us for that. Uh, all right, we'll get to best bets uh, in just a second to wrap up the show. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily fantasy hockey contest DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit download the DraftKings app sign up for an account use the promo code THPN bet just one dollar on any NHL team get $150 in free bets if they win that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years of age or older must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets for Game 1. Stanley Cup Final. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, I like Tampa Bay Lightning to score a goal in the first 10 minutes plus 170. That's going to be huge for them. If they're going to win this game, you got to take the team out of it. You got to take the crowd out of it. And uh, it's going to be rocking and rolling in Ball Arena. But if they can get, get on the board first, they can maybe temper uh, the pace and tempo a little bit, get things swinging their, their way. I think it's still going to be a back-and-forth battle, but I like Tampa to get on the board early. So Lightning plus 170 to score within the first 10 minutes is my best bet. Boy, that price stands out. That is a That's a heck of a price for that. Tampa Bay Lightning plus 170 to score a goal in the first 10 minutes uh, of the game. Uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for best bet? I don't know where I just went. Am I... <laughs> no, we got you. We see you. We see you. We hear you. Oh, okay. My screen's just black. Your screen's on my playing end. tricks on you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, look, I'm uh, I'm taking uh, Nathan McKinnon to win the con Smythe. I think it's a great price. Uh, shop around. You can get upwards of like plus two twenty. Um, that's my. You guys heard what I like for the show. But uh, my best bet prior to the series here, McKinnon con Smythe. McCarr is the favorite right now. 
I just don't think he'll be able to skate around in circles uh, and do what he's done in the playoffs so far against a team like Tampa Bay. So he'll have to be more of a defensive defenseman. He's still going to be great, but uh, I feel like McKinnon levels it up a little bit and takes the con Smythe if they are victorious in this series. I think it's a great price. If you like Colorado to win the Stanley Cup, I think McKinnon is your guy for a con Smythe trophy. All right, uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Conn Smythe Trophy winner uh, at a nice plus price, a better plus price now after the uh, torrid series that Kale McCarr obviously had uh, against Edmonton. So there you go. Best bet for Andrew there with that. Uh, our special guest, Ian Miller. Great job, Ian, with us today. What do you like for uh, best bet tonight? Yep, I think uh, I think Colorado's going to come out flat. Uh, I think there's going to be goals in the first. So I got Tampa in regulation at plus 190. I think that's a lock. So. Oh boy! Oh my gosh! And throwing out the L word! Oh my yeah. gosh! Tampa on regulation, so I'm going to say wow, wow, and that's a nice price too. If you like Tampa in regulation, uh, Tampa Bay in regulation plus one ninety. Ian Miller, our special guest for his uh, best bet. I do want to mention too about the Con Smythe uh, Trophy uh, prop. Uh, Andrew mentioned liking McKinnon. If you like Tampa Bay in this series, put something on Vasilevsky uh, because it's like plus four hundred. Uh, more than that, even in some spots for him to win the contest. Yeah, that's even better than just taking them to win the series, in my opinion, at plus 155. You know, I think, it, what would you rather have in your pocket? Plus 155 or plus 400, plus 425, something like that. Because I think it's a, a, if, at least a 90% chance, probably more, that if Tampa Bay wins this Stanley Cup, Fassie's getting con Smythe. You know, it's probably a good chance of that. So uh, I think that makes a shit ton of sense to me that if you like Tampa Bay in this series, yeah, you could bet the series price, but make sure you put something at least on Andre Vasilevsky, Con Smythe at more than plus 400. All right, my best bet for tonight, it's going to be, I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. I'm going to go full game, just full game money line, plus 140 is what I got. I think it's plus 135 down to that at most spots, but I like it. I think this is the game for Tampa. Colorado, the nine-day layoff concerns me. It's the same thing that really, really uh, caused issues for Tampa Bay. Game one in the Eastern Conference Final against the Rangers, and I worry about that here for uh, Colorado being off for nine days. Tampa Bay here, plus 140, plus 135 uh, in game one. Uh, my best bet for tonight uh, for game one of the Stanley Cup Final. All right, great show. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us, and thanks to our special guest, Ian Miller. Uh, thanks for joining us, Ian. Yep, thanks for having me, guys. Excited for tonight. Absolutely. I think I share that sentiment with everybody uh, in the hockey world right now. And our BetCast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, make sure you join us for that. Uh, DM or email me if you want to request a spot uh, to join us on the BetCast. Looking forward to it for sure. Uh, Joe Madden's back on the BetCast tonight again, so it'll be nice to have her joining us for a little bit as well. Uh, maybe we'll see if uh, she has to run out and take the her little daughter to cheerleader classes like last week but uh she was loyal though she came right back and joined us for the end of the game so great stuff there so a great bet cast coming up we're looking forward to that tonight and a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iheart radio download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live we will have a recap show tomorrow at 2 p.m eastern because we're going to actually have Joe Madden as our guest tomorrow. She's previously scheduled. So uh, she'll be on with us tomorrow for recapping game one. We'll early look ahead to game two. There'll be no show on Friday. All right. No Ice Guys show on Friday. Saturday, we're back. Obviously, it's a game day. So we'll be back with game two at noon Eastern on Saturday. Sunday will be no show. And then Monday, uh, obviously, it's going to be mostly game days 
when we have our shows moving forward now, our daily show. So looking forward to that. Join us for the BetCast tonight for our special guest, Ian Miller, Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, Game 1, Stanley Cup Final BetCast for the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.